Today, we are talking about what's to come in 2024. I'm Britt, he's Chase, and this is The Furious Curious. No, well, uh, and let's let's talk about uh, what we are going to see. Give people a little bit of a uh, a preview. So, yeah. well, I'll show you this. What I'd le- really like to say, see, and I'm just going to put it out there, and I hope you guys can do it this year because you you and uh, you and Chaz did curious takes, did a few, yeah, at least one, yeah. and I would really love to see that take life at least once a month. So we've been talking about that. Um, speaking to the listeners here. We've been talking about that, and that's kind of these short, quick, hot takes on on different things: Twinkies, bathroom art, running groups, Botox, comb-overs, horoscopes, loafers or sandals, Biden's new Skechers. I mean, wow. let's talk about that. <laughs> running groups, Zoom fatigue. Some of these don't necessarily can't necessarily carry a whole episode, but they're interesting, and we can stack them together and have a little bit of a take where usually we try not to have a take as much um, with, with varying successes, but you know, I'd love to, I'd love to get that off the ground. I think that's a really interesting way in and you guys had a brilliant idea for that. And I want to see that come to life. Also uh, what is already scheduled you and I, we did uh, in the past just couching this in history. Our very first episode, episode one back in 2020 was norm core. Later we did gorp core. And we've also done cottage core. Now, those were very popular topics. Those were very popular episodes. So you and I last year thought, hey, we should kind of just do a, we should just canvas all the cores. Why not? You know, let's do it. And so you and I, if you, I don't know if you remember, we we did a long core episode that's I looked at it. It's long enough where it's going to be two parts, but we're going to just explore the cores, man. We're going to explore the cores. So that's coming up. Core Explorer. We are the Core Explorer. Uh, We had a great conversation with Alex Detmering, uh, who's on the podcast team now. Uh, We did, uh, you you, and you were the facilitator of this conversation. Um, I was supposed to be on that conversation, but had to be a dad. Had to be a dad. Dad, dad takes precedence <laughs> over psychedelics, in my opinion. Eh, eh. Uh, it depends, you know. But we we did a we had one of the most uh, I thought, and you were there for 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 pieces of it. One of the most interesting conversations I've had in a very 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 long time. And we cried, we laughed. Yeah, uh, it was I'm great. Interested to hear that one. Yeah. So that's going to be a gem. Um, I just want to put that out in a way that. Uh, maximizes people's listener. You know, I don't want to put it off on like New Year's Day or something. So we're trying to ca- we're trying to schedule it where it's really going to have the maximum impact. And uh, we do have uh, a disclaimer that we don't necessarily endorse uh, the mm-hmm. use of psychedelics, but we are curious about it, which is our mantra. So there's that one. Uh, we are going to revisit a uh, sober curious. Like two years ago, we did a sober curious episode that went really, really well. Uh, and then we're going to revisit an, uh, that topic with a different guest this time, uh, with oh. uh, author speaker Duncan Baskarian Brown out of the UK. So that's oh. going to be super, super interesting. It was interesting. I already had that conversation with him. And then, uh, wait, wait, wait! I, I yeah. want to go back to that. So, sure. 
actually have a, a, a friend who's launching a uh, beverage, a, a alcohol-free beverage. Um, Tara. As we speak. No, a different oh. one. Um, mm. I, got, I got multiple alcohol-free beverage friends. Um, That's good. But, uh, so Duncan, Duncan Brown, what do you sort of discuss on that one? Just out of curiosity. Just his take on, on uh, you know, a s- sober living. Oh, cool. um, and okay. his experience with that. And uh, it's very different than I would say a lot of story arcs about, you know, coming to recovery or sobriety yeah. has been. Usually it's like this happened. I had a super bad event. You know, I wrapped a car around a tree or I, Ooh. you know, something, something there's, there's some sort of event that leads to a, uh, an, an epiphany moment or an intervention. And then people get help. And then, you know, they either, they, they start going to meetings or they have, you know, a sponsor, you know, through the AA route typically, right. Or something like sure. that. His, his, his approach, and he's got a book on it was not, not that mm-hmm. uh, his story is very, very different, but equally compelling. And I just loved his, his kind of take on it. And, you know, he's, he's spoken about these topics on different uh, episodes as well. Um, I think he was on the sun moon podcast, like not, too long ago, which explores yoga and sober living, et cetera. You know, he's, he's part of that community. So it's, it, it's an interesting story. He had reached out to us to be on that. And I was really excited that he did. So that's going to be a good one. Cool. We'll promote his book. And then also coming up, that's also in the chamber here is uh, Day 5 Brands featuring Megan Weisenberger of Further and Further. Brilliant person knows uh, Chaz really, really well. They had a great conversation about that. I haven't heard it yet, and I'm excited to hear it as just a listener. We had Mike Stopforth uh, back again. Mike Stopforth, uh, about two years ago, talked about generalists with uh, Chaz and I. That was a great conversation. We wanted to have him back. He's just a super sharp dude. And we wanted to talk about, or Chaz talked about soft skills, which I think uh, yeah. maybe is, is, is something that is maybe less appreciated uh, in this day and age. So we're going to have that conversation. And then Bronwyn Williams of Flux Trends, uh, we're going to talk about futures and foresights, just kind of a, a 2024 outlook of like what's going to happen. Um, so I don't know what the handle is of that, quite frankly, but it's going to be about what the future, the, next, the near future is going to look like. And she, her bread and butter is to predict the future or to at least point to it. Uh, and then also Emily Philippi of Flourish Coaching. She does uh, Enneagram and she does it for groups, for, for individuals, for, for companies. And the, the whole Enneagram ecosystem has really taken off. And so she's going to help us kind of explain what Enneagram is, how it's applied, uh, what are you know, action steps you can, somebody can take if they want to do the Enneagram. And then it'll be kind of on, on us to kind of unpack by way of questions, why, why is Enneagram so popular right now? Like, why is it cresting now? That's kind of always our mantra question. So those, that's in the chamber, and that takes us through a good chunk of 2024. I think also, I would love to... You had some other great suggestions about like what, for example, like what makes the music industry TikTok? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. You had uh, yeah. Tia Verdes here. I think we were hoping that we're efforting to get her on. Oh. But yeah, I mean, we'd still love to have that one. Any any other any others you would like us to to tackle, sir? 
just to see what happens with this the VR space and right in the entertainment world and streaming and just the shows and movies that come out. Um, what's going to be the impact, if any, of Barbenheimer, like we mentioned earlier? Right. Um, how's that going to impact the uh, film industry? You know what what's going forward with TV and, and how is AI going to play a part in whatever comes out? Um, and how are these new contracts that have just been negotiated by the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild? How is that going to change things, if if at all? Are we going to notice that? Um, is there going to be continued consolidation in the streaming space? Like, I think this past year, what was it Discover bought HBO, and HBO doesn't even really exist anymore. It's just Max, you know. What's uh, what's going to happen with Hulu and Disney and all that? Like, it, it's that whole entertainment space and what what is going to transpire over the next calendar year is uh, is interesting. Um, we'll just have to see. But again, I think those are those are not super niche topics. I think you're going to see less content because you know, I think it's going to you're going to get a little bit more of a return to. Yeah, just less less content. I mean, I think I think we hit like a content kind of bloat, totally. and and that was on the backs of writers because of yeah. their the streaming structures. So now that that those structures are different, it's going to be harder to greenlight something to get made when there's you know there's additional cost considerations now. So you know I don't know what that means for for the future, but I also feel like just str- entertainment is just totally. I just, it, uh, I don't know how to say this. It's going to, anything I say is going to sound ungenerous. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, so I think CrossFit, we're going to talk uh, about CrossFit. We're going to hopefully have somebody on about that. Friendship recession kept coming up. Um, yeah. I think that's a really interesting one. That may just be one we tackle on our own. The creator economy as well. Right. Um, Alex Wool and I, uh, wanted to talk about he he surfaced uh, internet outrage slash milkshake duck. Have you heard of milkshake duck? Um, I don't know if I have. That's going to be an interesting one, and about as it's going to be about as I hopefully hopefully it's not controversial. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I we 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 try to avoid that, right? So so those are those are the other things coming up, but um, we're excited about those, and that's going to take us through the first half of the year. And we also have other things planned for the Furious Curious as well coming up later down. Uh, we, yeah. we hope we're hoping to do a newsletter at some point. I'm just going to put that out yeah. there for everybody. Yeah. We just need a way to support it. If anybody is out there who's interested in potentially <laughs> joining the team to own that piece uh, and shares our vision of cultivating a culture of curiosity, we are all ears. Uh, unfortunately, we can't support it and do it well. Anything we take on with the team, we want to do it well, do it excellent, and do it consistently. And we couldn't, with a straight face, answer those questions. Yes. So we'll see. Yeah, I was looking back, um, and we were talking about internet outrage. Um, oh, yeah. About uh, potential upcoming topics. The social media world is at, is at a crossroads now more so than it has been in a while with the emergence of threads and whatever's going to happen to the company that's not called Twitter anymore. There's fatigue in that space for sure. So uh, that there, there's also some potential topics around that, that I, I could see taking, taking an episode or two to, to cover. Um, yeah. 
So we'll just have to see. It's going to be interesting to see virtual reality is finally going to kind of kick off. Um, I think the Apple headset is is finally available for public like next year, isn't it? I just feel like Apple has such a cultural impact that if it's not their headset that really kicks things off, I'm sure uh, it'll stoke fires in the hearts of the competition. Um, right. So I, I just expect to see some there. And then on, on top of that, while we're talking about Apple, I, I just saw... A report. Um, I didn't read it because I live in 2023. We only read headlines, you know how that goes. Um, but something about Apple sort of veering away from iPhone because um, mm-hmm. that's been their bread and butter for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and the reason that they've sort of made this foray into entertainment and like kind of a more software services based company is that innovation in the hardware space is sort of plateaued so um, right it'll just be interesting to see this this massive company steer away from the thing that's been making them the the biggest portion of their money for for so many years right um, and what kind of impact that'll have because there's there's like cottage industries around just that phone um you know whether it be cases or charging docks or or i don't know half a dozen other things so i I feel like that will that will create shock waves in 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 the culture in terms of of all these companies building stuff around it and and what they're going to have to support going forward um sure so those are those are a couple things that are kind of top of mind for me i realize that's very tech focused and entertainment that's where we are yeah Uh, yeah no i think that's great i well, I, 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 I agree. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, you know, as the, as technology evolves, there's going to be people who pivot and can, you know, thrive in, 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 the, in the new reality. And then there's those who had a stake in the past and may not be able to pivot. And that's just unfortunately how things go in a, uh, a capitalist economy. A lot of the time, you know, there's a lot of interest mm-hmm. in keeping the, the iPhone the way it is. And, Maybe it won't go away, but um, I, you know, regarding the the headset you mentioned, the Vision, I think it's called the Vision Pro. Um, yeah. I think it's actually, I think their way in on it was so much more useful than uh, than just a VR headset. I think the VR headset is kind of a sh- not necessarily human centric approach, and I think what I love about I know we're talking about things that maybe people don't even know what we're talking about. So just to just a level <laughs> set there, Vision Pro is a is a v, is is basically a headset uh, created by Apple uh, to be released next year. It was released uh, in developer. I think the developers had access to the platform maybe as early as now. I know they 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 released it. Uh, they presented it rather last year. Uh, early or late last year, mm-hmm. or maybe earlier this year, I, it's all blending together. But yeah. it was not that long ago, and right. so they they wanted to create basically starting kind of an ecosystem, a development, uh, you know, a developer toolkit for for making apps in that platform and moving 
moving that and getting buy-in from developers, which is always key to making a, um, a new device and platform uh, robust and thriving is, is to cultivate that ecosystem, which is what they're doing. I find it very interesting that they are not doing what the Oculus slash Facebook approach was, which is essentially just like your avatar in different metaverses yeah that 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 doesn't seem like a human-centric way in i what i actually loved about that and i would encourage everybody to go see the keynote presentation of what their what apple's vision is for that which is so for example one that hit really close to home to me is i bring my laptop i travel a lot I, i work in a lot of different places and i also when i work i need like a lot of screen space right i know this is going to sound oh, really technical, yeah. but other, I, uh, yeah. but what I've, what i loved about this is that i can actually bring my laptop and have as many screens and screen space as i need and actually if you think about it you won't even need like if this is if this really takes off you won't need monitors you mm-hmm. won't need a tv i mean think about how disruptive that yeah, is yeah you know what i'm saying like Oh my gosh. And now all of a sudden, and this is what great ideas do. It makes you realize your current circumstance feels so archaic. And that is what I love about uh, the, the, the vision rather of the vision pro. And I found that really incredible regarding entertainment and productivity. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts there. Yeah. That's a good point. I never even really thought about the TV thing, but um, it already eliminated the need for, so many different things just with the you know ipod alone um i'm sure we're of the age where we remember driving around in our with our cd binders in our car and almost having a point of pride where there's just like a binder full of cds and had to having to lug that thing around and that is right. obviously you don't need that anymore so yeah I, I i didn't i didn't think about the tv thing there's an if there though you know if it, if it does take off then then uh that, that that could eliminate the need for a tv but um and wow. monitors computer monitors yeah. yeah that's that's the thing that's really cool i think there is sort of a hurdle in the optics of it like because at the end of the day you just sort of look pretty stupid with this thing on your face so, <laughs> well, yeah i can see it for for offices there's a hump yeah. but like working from home for example yeah, yeah, i've yeah. got i've got no problems with that or right or sharing uh sharing entertainment sure you know if there's two sharing you know sharing a movie you know with my wife for example we both have two headsets on you know ain't a, ain't yeah. a shame and you're yeah. right there is going to be a cultural aesthetic you know there might be some friction there but right i see the trade-off pretty clear in the pretty positive so i'm really thinking about buying one of these instagram things i keep seeing where they where you have where you, it's like portable screens that you can just unfold from oh, all the that flaps platform. yeah yeah the x something i forget what it's called yeah i'm sure i'd look awful doing that but it's it's worth it in my but opinion. what's interesting about that is it, it just shows like how there's a real urgent crazy there's an urgent need there that is not really getting met in like a very clear way right yeah. like flaps on a you know i so what i do is i have I've got three screens, then my laptop screen, and then also my wow. iPad. I'll use as a as a as a Is screen. Trading? It seems like that, or <laughs> yeah, it looks like it, right? Mining? You, you crypto mining? <laughs> it seems that way. Yeah, but you know, any given moment, I've got email, calendar, uh, decks open, 
um, et cetera. So not that people really want to hear about my, my, my productivity style, which is not incredibly efficient (laughs) perhaps, but um, I think the surface spaces, I think the whole idea of, you know, what I love is when the phone came out, I think of it this way, when the phone came out, the, the the iPhone or the smartphone became a voice recorder. It became a CD player. It became a notepad. It became a telephone. It became, you know, uh, I mean, all these, uh, a compass. It became a watch. It became, I mean, think of all the things. I remember seeing, this is years ago, this, there was a knolling of this where it's like, these are all the devices that like now my phone can do. It was like, this right. is probably around like 2008 or something like that. And I think what I love when Apple gets it right is they, they, they do the same thing. And I actually think what they're, what they're after with the Vision Pro is potentially a version of that, right? It's, it's uh, I mean, the first two things I can think of in my mind is small. So there's many others that I'm sure developers are already thinking about, which is the monitor thing, the monitor space, yeah. the immersion, the immersion aspect of it. You know, we think about, Spaces and wellness more than ever as 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 humans as culture, and what I actually find also very interesting is like maybe I'll be you know I work from home all the time, uh, I live in kind of small spaces you know how can I change it up a little bit oh maybe through through calm or headspace I'll be able to like meditate uh, uh, yeah. you know on the mountaintop of you know outside. Kyoto or something and have an immersive right. visual and audio experience with that. Right. And that takes me somewhere else. I think that's always been the really great promise of VR. You know, having an avatar with no legs and talking to, you know, other friends yeah. in the metaverse. That's to me, that's like Facebook clearly has their interest ahead of the user. And I think why why Apple has done such a great job is that they're 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 always user centric. And they think about that first. And I actually think it's really going to yeah. be great. I want to get one. I mean, I'm not like they're expensive. They're expensive. And I'm not always the early adopter of things yeah. like full disclosure. My laptop is from 2017. My uh, iPhone, uh, my iPhone, my iPhone is from 2018. I have an iPhone eight. Oh, is, it ra- is it round? Is it round? It's round. And it's got a you home got a button, round baby. IPhone? Yeah. It's got a home button. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I know. Well, I, but my, my point of that is to say that I'm not, I don't need the latest and greatest thing, but this thing seems so useful to me. I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I like the home button. I like the home button. I like the home button. I remember uh, I got my iPod in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got it serviced by Apple in 2008. Maybe two thousand nine. So that's what that's a that's a seven year old hard drive right there. I remember bringing it in, and it was like young. You know, this was like when they had, back when they had the Genius Bar. Um, yeah, I brought it in, and I I had a crowd around me because these Apple really? employees who probably were like ten years old when I actually bought this thing. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I've actually never seen one of these in person. Can I can I hold it? Can I see it? Can I see how like heavy it? Is? Whoa, it kind of feels like a bar of soap. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Like I, I I read about this one, the second generation, but I'd never actually seen dude, the silver, the the silver backing of it, 
this is cool. Like it was like a relic. Like I had pulled out something from like King Tut's tomb or something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I keep my technology long. And so I'm not, I'm not all about the great, latest and greatest, but this, the Vision Pro, I'm glad you brought that up because I really think that's a really going to be, it's really going to be an interesting, uh, hopefully that, you know, developers can uh, take it on and make it their own as, as good technology. Uh, yeah. Good technology is. Yeah. I think the price, I think the, not to keep talking about this, but I think the price point is super interesting because it's down, it's basically unaffordable. Um, and so people yeah. who are going to buy it are, are, are the people who really want it. So, um, I, you know, I've been talking about this with a lot of people, but I think this is sort of Apple's version of, version of a beta launch. Like they're just trying yeah. to see, well, they're, just to, to, trying to, they're just targeting like a specific group and trying to get their feedback. And so it's not yeah. supposed to be for everyone. The economics, the way I see it is, is this, if you have, if you travel a lot and you need a lot of screen space. So, you know, for example, I'm in Wisconsin right now. But I never, also never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's kind of a random place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I live in San Francisco. But also sometimes I'm in a different place in Wisconsin or a different place in San Francisco, whatever it may be. Um, or I'm down, you know, with my band in Florida, uh, whatever it may be. Sometimes I need to get work done efficiently. What am I going to do? Am I going to bring like? three suitcases of monitors with me or have monitors uh, in just, different places. Like I have, I've got monitors at home in San Francisco. I've got monitors here in Wisconsin. I've got monitors at my parents' house when I'm there. Tipping people off where they can get um, all these monitors for free. It's true. I, I own probably <laughs> nine monitors. Wow. So, so the point, the point is, is maybe I'm the targeted case here, right? right. So I yeah, could yeah. sell all those monitors, including Thunderbolt monitors, which are not cheap. Right. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the new ones that are like a million bucks. I'm talking about the 2012 that is just right. an absolute sculpture of art, if you ask yeah, me. I'm so bummed they discontinued. Everyone's so bummed. I know. I know. I, I think there were other reasons for that. But so right. just, just they're, just, they're my not point. sustainable, I don't think, like to make them. And people just weren't. No, they're too, they're too heavy, too. I think yeah. they just didn't have a big market for them. Um, I don't think they. I think they really, it was kind of a middle finger to the art directors of the world because they were just love, they loved those, but like, They're amazing. and I loved them because the, yeah. the ratio is perfect, man. Like nobody did that ratio, right? Yeah. Nobody did that ratio. All, all the other ratios like Acer and whatever, Spectre, the ratios are like, I think whatever, whatever the panoramic ratio is for like a t television screen, whatever that is, mm -hmm. is what the ratio is. Apple's Thunderbolt was not that. It was it was taller. It was more almost. It was uh, you think about like the rule of thirds, maybe. I think it it just the dimensions were better to me, and nobody else did that. And that's why I still like have my Thunderbolt monitors from 2011 um, that I've picked up on Craigslist. Again, again, my point. I don't need the latest and greatest. Sometimes the old stuff is better. My my Apple keyboard is from 2009. It's the original with the battery thingy in there where you put mm. the battery in the top. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, this, this has gone way too long, but my point, <laughs> my, my point is, is for, for me, if I sold my television, which is from 2010, by the way, I'm really, really putting it all out there. 
if I sold my television, which is probably going to be worth about 30 bucks. So I sell all that and I buy one device that I can take with me anywhere. To me, that's like a, that's like a no brainer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're making the case. I'm making the case, man. I'm making the case. (laughs) So I'm glad you brought that up. What would you not like to see in 2024? The podcast do. This is this is uh, now. I'm asking you to be the podcast critic. To um, not talk about Vision Pro for 15 minutes. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, no. Um, well, I don't want it to go away. <laughs> There's that. No, I like that. I like that. More to more to come. So that is what's to come for 2024. You are listening to the Furious Curious podcast, hosted and produced by me, Britton Rice, along with Chase Domerg here. Chaz Quark, Alex Detmering, Alex Wool, Nicole Lazar as well. And our original logo is by Nate Betts. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the underscore furious underscore curious and subscribe to the Furious Curious podcast on your favorite platform. We welcome your comments, trollings. Of course, feedback is always welcome as well. And please take a moment to rate the show so listeners like you can discover us. Until next time, stay curious. Late. Out.